This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Wrestling right up on Free FM, RFM, and MPR. As always, I'm Grady, and live on Skype, we've got Josh. Hi. Uh, so we've got Survivor Series coming up this weekend, Sunday in America, Monday in New Zealand. Uh, we are recording this before SmackDown, so there is a few holes still to be filled. We've only got six matches to talk about. Uh, but it is kind of the six matches that we would have expected coming into the show with our champion v champions, uh, as well as a five on five for the men and women's divisions. Let's just crack on into it with the champion v champions, starting off with Damian Priest, the United States champion representing Raw, taking on Shinsuke Nakamura, the intercontinental champion representing SmackDown. Uh, I think it's all about perception, I think, for this one. Okay. And I'd also like to point out that Shinsuke Nakamura has only had like two uh, singles matches in like the last three months. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm going to say that this is more important for Damian Priest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to say he wins, uh, giving Raw the first victory number one. Yeah, I got to agree with this. Damien Priest is someone who they are attempting to build up at the moment. It is someone that they put a putting a lot of effort into making him look like a beast. Uh, whereas you say Shinsuke Nakamura, just more just having a bit of fun with Rick Boogs. Um, not necessarily the strongest title reign at the moment. Um, and it's going to do wonders for Damien Priest to pick up a win over someone with the name like Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, even though he's not doing a whole, uh, whole lot at the moment, it's still going to be a big name for Damien to put on his list of people he's beaten. And, uh, we'll move on to the next one, the tag team championships, uh, RK bro, Randy Orton and Riddle representing raw taking on the Usos representing SmackDown. I think this is where SmackDown picks up their first win of the, of the evening. Okay. I I just think the the Usos are a stronger tag team overall. They've got a um, and they're also part of a much stronger storyline. So I believe they win here. RK Bro, I don't think would really be hurt that that badly by losing to the Usos either. And but uh, but yeah, I think the Usos are pull up pull up the win here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the only thing here that is even sort of remotely going to give RK Bro a shot would be if uh, the New Day decided to to poke their nose in, if Kofi Kingston ended up um, poking his nose in. But I feel like if that was going to happen, it would happen uh, later on down the card. As you say, the Usos, they've been together for many, 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 many years at this point now. RK Bro are still that, you know, can they cooperate kind of tag team. I don't think either team 
going to be majorly lost. I think usually when you've got these champion v champion matches, uh, they are built in a way where either champion could win and either champion could lose in terms of a, uh, reputational standpoint. Um, but it, we also got to have the whole night ending in not necessarily a tie, but at least a, a close fought battle. You know, we're not just going to have Raw win 6 0. We're not just going to have SmackDown win 6 0. Um, so numbers wise, this one does kind of make sense to let the, the SmackDown tag team champions walk out with the win. Um, but you know, also Randy Orton, Riddle, they're, they're not slouches. So it is entirely possible that Randy Orton, uh, you know, one of the best in the game does also pull up a win here. Uh, what do you want to do? You want to do the men's world titles or the women's world titles next? I guess women's because I want to save the men's for very last. Even after the five on fives. Even after the five on fives. Easy. Alrighty then. Women's championship representing Raw. We've got Becky Lynch and representing SmackDown. We've got Charlotte Fleur. This is going to be a very interesting match uh, because both because both are the the top, the one and one A uh, in WWE, especially with Bailey uh, out with her injury. Uh, so it's like who re it's like it's like these two are like just they're polar opposites and yet they're the same at the same time. I want I so I'm going to say that uh this will go to SmackDown. I think Charlotte wins. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm I'm taking the opposite. I think Becky Lynch from Raw picks up the win. Um I definitely agree though that this match could go either way. It's it's sixty forty odds. Um whichever way you look at it, or even fifty five forty five odds. Um you can't look at this and go, there's a 100% chance that this person's going to walk out the winner. Uh, it, it, there's always going to be a level of competition there. There's always going to be a level of not knowing, uh, necessarily what's going to, what's going to be the outcome of this match because both champions, as you say, top of their field, top of their divisions. Uh, it is really just a case of, what is that little 5% that tips you in the direction of one way or the other and tipping me in the direction of Becky and tipping you in the direction of Charlotte? Well, for me, it's 50.1% versus 49.9%. <laughs> Even closer. Uh, um, yeah, I, I, I would not be surprised with a Becky win, uh, simply because Becky is Becky. But at the same time, it's like Charlotte, Charlotte. <laughs> it's like uh so that's why I picked I mostly picked Charlotte because I won for for the three on three mm-hmm. wins. Um but I could easily see Becky winning and it being four two brawl. Yeah, it'll be an interesting one because they don't really want to make either show uh necessarily look weaker. Uh so quite often we will try and cause a, a tie or, you know, uh Unless you're that one year that I vaguely remember SmackDown just running wild um, and almost clean sweeping, but it's it's hard to say. I think that was also the year right after Eddie died. Hmm. As too. So that may, may have had an impact on it too. Um, but, but yeah, it's like 
either one could win, and either both are believable in beating the other. So let let's let's give them twenty five minutes and let them tear the house down. <laughs> Alrighty, well, while we're giving things minutes, um, we do have a small amount of time here. Uh, just before our song, I'm just going to pull up results from AEW's Full Gear. I know we did a preview show for them, but the main point, I guess, to bring up, uh, just in collaboration of what we were talking about last week, was uh, our boy Hangman Adam Page did successfully win the AEW World Championship off of Kenny Omega. And I said when this happened... I would stop referring to them as the other company. I now have to, have to legitimately call them AEW. Yay. Um, I, it was a really cool moment as well. Um, just the, the whole match in general. Um, it was well built. There were so many callbacks to past pieces here and there. Um, Kenny Omega ultimately falling at the end. Um, you know, kicking out of Adam Page's one-winged angel, which he tried on him earlier in a past match and also hadn't worked, and then the ending celebration with the Dark Order, the people who believed in Hangman, um, not the Young Bucks, not the Elite, uh, with his new friends, uh, and th- even throwing away beer to be able to celebrate with them. So an ultimately wholesome ending to what was a, a two-year build at that point for Hangman. Um and he celebrated with my boys, the Dark Order, so can't be mad at that. Uh, and then the question, obviously, of where everybody goes forward. Kenny Omega appears to be heading off to, to take a long-needed break, uh, leaving the Elite in the hands of Adam Cole. And uh, Hangman Adam Page got himself a collision course with none other than Brian Danielson. I don't know about that, because um, he's. I think he put in charge the bucks. <laughs> because uh, in the segment when he's like, "You guys are going to have to hold this down," uh, Cole said he would he would take care of it, and he said specifically, "I was talking to the Bucks." Eh, potato, potato. They'll get over it. <laughs> There's, I think they're, I think they are beginning the uh, building towards the undisputed era versus the elite. Hmm. We'll have to we'll have to see what they build there. And who's left in charge while Kenny goes off for his little break. Um, but yeah, Hangman Adam Page's future as champion could be a nice short reign if Brian Danielson has his way. Well, yeah, Pierce Danielson might have turned heel on Dynamite. Beating up members of the Dark Order turns you pretty heel. Um, but yeah, it does appear, you know, as you're going through that Brian Danielson isn't going to be having a face-v-face match with Hangman. Um, and there's no way Hangman Adam Page, after this whole build and after this whole storyline, is going to be turning heel. So Danielson brings out his little mean streak. And uh, that's probably a good time for us to jump into our entrance theme this week. Uh, I don't know why you threw it my way, or if there's any reason for it this time, but when I asked for the theme, you gave me WCW Sting's theme. Eh? Just random, random first the theme song I thought of that I haven't used in a while. <laughs> well, let's play it for you now.
you back to Wrestling Radapol on FreeFM, RFM, and MPR. I'm Grady, he's Josh. Uh, we got three matches left on the Survivor Series card. Five-on-five uh, five matches up next. Do you want to talk about the men or the women's division first? Men's. Alrighty, so on the men's Team Raw, you have former world champion Seth Rollins, former world champion Finn Balor, former world champion Kevin Owens, former world champion Bobby Lashley, and Austin Theory. Uh, going up against Team SmackDown with uh, Drew McIntyre, Jeff Hardy, King Woods, Happy Corbin, and a fifth member that will probably be announced this week on SmackDown. Probably end up being Kofi Kingston. Makes a um, lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, I'm going Team SmackDown. Okay. And I'm using Meta for my pick. Okay. Uh, Seth Rollins has been on three Survivor Series teams. He has lost all three. <laughs> <laughs> the Alrighty. last time him and Kevin Owens were on a team together, they lost. That was the 2016 one. So, I'm going Team SmackDown simply because Seth Rollins is on Team Raw. Uh, um, look, you can you can make whatever prediction you want for whatever reason you want. Um, and these matches are always going to have a level of, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. Um, but when I, I look at Team Raw and I look at four very strong... Uh, former world champions and, and Austin Theory. Uh, you know, like, it's gonna be a pretty tough battle when you're going up against Rollins, Bella, Owens, and Lashley. Uh, assuming they can all work together and, and sort out their differences. Austin Theory, I really hope the guy gets a good showing here. Um, or, you know, gets a good moment in the sun, but he is definitely the old one out on Team Raw. Yeah, I can understand that. Um, but as I said, Seth Rollins just—he's been on the last three, and has lost all three. Uh, he was on Team Raw in 2019. Team Raw lost. 2020, lost as well. And he was on SmackDown's team with Kevin Owens, and with Made of It J. So it's <laughs> like I can't pick the team Seth Rollins is on. It's just I just can't do it because he's proven that he can't win at Survivor Series. Because I also have to remind you of the Authority Survivor Series match and Seth Rollins losing. We're jumping to all this curse mumbo-jumbo. You know, Seth Rollins can't win a 5v5. I think if he's going to win any 5v5, this is the one where the odds are stacked in his favor. If. If he'll break the curse. Um, cause, you know, I, I look at Team SmackDown that you're picking here, and sure, you've got Drew McIntyre, you know, really strong recently, probably gonna equal out Bobby Lashley. Uh, I look at Jeff Hardy, sure, former world champion, uh, not on his best string at the moment. Uh, King Woods, obviously just winning King of the Ring, uh, having defeated Finn Balor for that title, so, you know, I can't, I can't discount him. Uh, Happy Corbin getting on a bit of a win streak or uh, a bit of a run at the moment with Madcap Moss by his side. We don't know who the fifth member's going to be, if it's Kofi, if it's somebody else, but strength power-wise, I I just can't side with that side. I I know you're going to take Team SmackDown, but I'm going to just let you take it off my hands and I'll take Team Raw on this one, I think. And uh, we'll see what happens with the woman... 
as I clear my throat and head down that long list. <clears throat> Team Raw features Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, Carmella, and Queen Zelina, while Team SmackDown features Sasha Banks, Shayna Baszler, Shotzi, Natalia, and a fifth member yet to be announced. I'm going Team Raw. Okay. Is this just um, pure numbers again? No, just strength. Okay. This time, and because of I, I because of Bianca, and also because of Queen Zelina, you sure. have to admit with the SmackDown, with the Raw versus SmackDown, the the two people that have the most um, momentum for the year are on Team Raw. It's. Yeah, it's a tougher one because when I, I look at the teams, obviously you've got some matchups or some people who can cancel each other out, like Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks. I could see those two um, canceling each other out. I look at uh, Rhea Ripley, Shayna Baszler, you know, pure strength-wise and, and fighting style-wise, I could see those two um, blocking each other out. Queen Zelina, obviously getting momentum at the moment with the Queen's Crown tournament. Uh Liv Morgan for Raw, Shotzi for SmackDown, more of your up-and-coming talent, even though Liv Morgan has been around for a while at this point, still in that sort of uh, trying to build herself up phase, I guess. Uh, and then you've got Natalia, obviously, as your veteran on SmackDown as well. Um, yeah. Probably the only veteran the, in that uh, match. Honestly, I think, the, uh, I think the TBA... It's going to end up being Naomi, much to the chagrin of Sonya Deville. <laughs> I I don't know how they're going to do it, but I think Naomi ends up sliding into that match somehow. Uh, and Deville will make sure that Naomi doesn't win. So it'll no, it will end up probably being the last woman standing for Team SmackDown, but will ultimately fall. Yeah, I'm just trying to load up who SmackDown has who could fill that TBA spot. Um, we've got Alea. I'm scrolling. She was just removed, so it's not. She's not going to be put back on. She's out. Naomi, obviously, you've listed. Sonya Deville herself. Tony Storm and Zia Lee are pretty much our options there. So there is a couple options. Um, out of Naomi Zaylee, Tony Storm, and if Sonya will be stepping into the ring as a uh, a wrestler again, moving out of her sort of authority role, um, we'll have to see what they do. But not too many crazy choices here, um, especially with Tony and Zaya not really getting the hugest amount of momentum heading into Survivor Series either. Um, so your final pick then, Team Raw for the women's Survivor Series match. Yes. See, I'm torn here because, man, I want to support Team SmackDown, but but my li- girl Liv Morgan's on Team Raw, and I can't pick against her, so therefore I'm going to side with you on this one. As as much as it sucks and as much as I don't want to, I'm going to pick the same team as you, and I'm going to go Team Raw uh, purely for that Liv Morgan factor. Uh, obviously, pending who the TBA is, if somebody massive comes in as the TBA, I could see the, the uh, pendulum swinging towards Team SmackDown, but... Right now, it's in the red team's court. Uh, So we have quite a big chunk of time left to talk about this last match. It is the final champion v. champion match. The WWE champion representing Raw. Big E taking on the Universal champion representing SmackDown. Roman Reigns. 
Well, Roman better start stealing the power. Because Big E beats Roman Reigns. Feeling bold today, are we? <laughs> yes. Uh, I, not only does Big E beat him, he secures a 4-2 to two win over SmackDown. Okay. You're really feeling bold today. Because, you know, you got to come into this and think that surely in this matchup between the two that the favorite is Roman Reigns. Um, the man who's been on an unstoppable role just defeating, you know, former champion after former champion that gets in front of him, going up against Big E, a relatively uh, young champion, maybe doesn't have his footing just yet. Roman Reigns got the entire bloodline behind him, but also has Brock Lesnar seemingly waiting in the wings for him. Maybe he yeah. has other things on his mind. That's true, but um, I also want to point out that Roman's uh, streak of not being beaten was ended a couple weeks ago. Officially. Yeah, so now it's time for him to actually lose, straight up lose a match. Uh, and this is the one type of match in which it won't hurt him to, because he won't lose the title. And it can add potential to the bloodline storyline for the Usos earlier in the night to win, but Roman was unable to win. Hmm. The the one piece I will note, because I agree with you, Roman Reigns' streak of not being beaten is broken. The people who do not believe you are WWE. Um, officially in the record books, that one has gone down as a no contest, Roman Reigns versus King Woods. Despite the insanity, the fact that a DQ is always caused when you attack the other person and they win, for whatever reason, it is officially listed as Roman Reigns versus King Woods ended in a no contest. Don't understand it, don't agree with it, but that's how it's gone down in the book. So maybe they are trying to protect the you know roman reigns hasn't been beaten factor by slapping a nonsensical no contest uh label on the finish of that match but maybe that's just so biggie's win gets a little bit more impact yeah i think this is the this is the star making moment for biggie everything over the last year i feel like has been building to this match Big E is champion. We want him to be taken seriously as a major champion. He not only needs to take Roman to his limits, I feel like he needs to beat Roman. Because I think, unlike like the last two years, when Roman is faced off against the Raw champion, that, that champion was already established. I mean, Drew was true. He was flat out... Uh, he was on the same level uh, as Romans. But I feel like we're at the point of the Biggie needs to be elevated because Biggie is, he was elevated to this spot with the brave case. He, and so I feel like if they want him to be a guy that can be one a with Roman, put him over Roman. Mm-hmm. Uh, as as much as I believe your prediction here of Big E winning is absolutely crazy, after we've wrapped up this, I will be asking you for a uh, a crazy prediction of what you think might happen here on Survivor Series. But um, 
from my viewpoint with the Big E versus Roman Reigns match, I don't know, man. It, it's really hard to bet against the person who has been that dominant, who has taken out every person that, you know, stands in front of them uh, and stood tall. He's over a year at this point now, um, seemingly undefeated with a few asterisks uh, next to it um, in his run recently. You know, Brock Lesnar down, Drew, massive superstars beating everybody who has stepped up to the head of the table. Um, and it's hard to not believe that necessarily they want to keep that run going, heading into uh, the Rumble, heading into WrestleMania season uh, to, to maybe have that explosion moment there. But as you say, you can use it and build Big E. The real question for me comes down to will they? Um, sure they can, and sure it would, it would build Big E. You can't say otherwise if Big E won here. This, this guy is, as you say, 1A. Um, but will they is the big question to me. Um, will they put that behind Big E or will they just, uh, continue with the head of the table being unstoppable and dominant, uh, over SmackDown and, you know, being the best thing in the WWE right now, undisputed number one. Well, with that out of the way, I will, I gave you like two minutes while I talked to come up with your crazy, crazy idea, uh, of what's going to happen at Survivor Series 2021. So regale us with your insanity. My insanity? I predict the, uh, the women's match, uh, the women's championship match ends with a Montreal screw drop. <laughs> okay. In whose favor? And, I can imagine. Right. Um, I would say this would go against my earlier pick, then, <laughs> if that actually does happen, um, because it would be Becky Lynch would win with via the screw job, and uh, Charlotte Flair would quote unquote quit. Okay. Okay. I see your insanity. I can see where you're coming from with all of the backstage stories, etc., around this. So. I see your insanity. I'll give you a sly nod to it while sort of squinting my eyes a little bit. But uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens at Survivor Series this weekend or this Monday if you live in New Zealand. Will it be uh, a complete and utter 4-2 uh, win? Will it be a 3-3 tie? We're going to see a screw job in the women's title match. Only time will tell. It's been great talking to you. Bye, B. You can visit our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash wrestling r old load URL, uh, facebook.com forward slash wrestling rnd up. That's the correct URL. Uh, and twitter.com forward slash wrestling rnd up. And lastly, our YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash wrestling rnd up. And we will see you next week with those results from Survivor Series. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.